Say again. Trumpety, Trumpety. Say it, baby. Come on, man. Welcome back, Trumpety Podcasters. How is, how's everybody doing? How, hey, how you doing out there, I'd like to say. It's Uncle Ken bringing you another sweet, sweet episode. I promise you one a week. Guess what? I'm getting this one out. It's a mobile cast. I'm trying again. I know I can do it. I did it once before. I, I'm podcasting right from the phone. Just to show you, you how easy this, this whole thing is. You can go on your phone, go to voice memos, if you're eloquent enough, speak from the hip, <coughs> and, excuse me, <coughs> one second, this is going to be bad. <coughs> All right, that's the pneumonia coming out. Coming out, though. Speak from the hip on the voice memo. Download it. And by that, I mean email it to yourself. From the email, I can get it and put it right into the podcast site with little to no editing. And by little, I mean zero. We are uh, at the cabin. We're doing a little uh, mobile cast, as I said, and I'm taking advantage of the fresh, clean air in order to clear my lungs. Like when people had consumption in the Old West, they'd always go to warmer climates for their, for their health. And I believe that was a, the idea. A warm, dry climate helps you deal with what was consumption. Anybody? Give you three seconds. Shout it out. Everyone's shouting it out. Consumption was tuberculosis. So if you were a lunger, you lunger. And you couldn't breathe well. You don't want to be in a hot, muggy environment of, like, New York, right? In the summertime. You don't want that muggy, hot, ugh, swamp butt of Florida. Um, you didn't want any of that kind of humidity. You wanted some nice, dry, fresh air. So a lot of people came to California for that. In fact, my f- grandfather's family, when he was about 12, let's see probably 12 or so, uh, packed up their family of one, two, three, four, five, five kids, I think, in a giant suburban back then. It was like a flying cloud. The damn thing had crystal vases in order, so you could put flowers in it every day. Pretty cool. Anyway, packed up their, their family from Michigan and drove across the United States because one of the daughters, my grandfather's sister, uh, had some kind of lung issue. And they told her that San Francisco was a better climate. So they packed up and they moved for her. Now, the sad thing is she didn't make it. She ended up dying a few years later. That's a terrible thing my grandfather never talks about. Um, he never did. And, uh, but that trip that they took across the U.S., was something that you could make a Mark Twain book or a movie from, just from the fact that uh, he he went and said he, he was seeing actual cowboys still. This was in the 30s, but they were still doing cattle drives. And they would, you know, still bring cattle from down south, their old Mexico way, South America way, and they would come up through the, the, the middle of the country and bring it up into Montana, in the, you know, big sky country. Uh, but he saw cattle drives. He saw 
the California condor before it was extinct. He had an episode chasing a roadrunner that would not stop chasing the car. And uh, for some reason, his, his father was so angry at it, he kept trying to run it down all the way across Route 66. Uh, and the roadrunner kept popping up, evading. And, uh, and then I think he, even he said his father started trying to shoot at it as they drove. Um, not at all crazy. You know what I mean? Like people back then just mm, a little different ilk and they, um, he was not, he was not successful. Much the wily coyote was my great grandfather, grandpa, George, grandfather, George, uh, who haunts 15 St. John court to this day. Um, that, uh, he just, he was not able to nab the roadrunner. It's an interesting story. I really think it's pretty cool to hear that, you know, how he traveled across the U.S. We should do that. You need to get out and do stuff. Here's, here's my ish. Uh, you, we get so bogged down doing our paramedic job, our teaching and in our uh, firefighter and being in the hospital. We don't get out enough. And then we only prescribe times to do it maybe, maybe once a year, maybe twice travel out to Hawaii, you know, or we go to, um, visit somebody's relatives in San Diego or something, but rarely do we take those, those Kerouac-esque trips that, um, both mentally and physically that really shine a light on who we are and allow you to dissect just what your life is all about and where you want it to go next. But I need one of those. Now, here's the issue. Uh, say hi. Say hi, buddy. He's in my arms and we're walking around. Uh, it's hard to travel with the little guy. You got to pack a bunch of stuff. He's not lugging his own stuff. You know, he's not got his cargo on his back. I can't tote two people's things around and still expect to become unencumbered and uh, unlimber my personality and dissect it, you know, like dropping your colon out of your rectum and cleaning it every day. Um, that was a line in the original Casino Royale. They said that in, uh, James Bond was capable of prolapsing his rectum and, clean, and he'd clean it every day because he had studied it in Buddhism and uh, India as well. So... Uh, I'm not there yet. Now, it, shows, it says something about James Brown's uh, proclivities and, you know, other recreational activities to have a prolapsed rectum. But anyway, um, where was I? There, there, yes, but you got to travel. You got to get out on the open road and see what life is all about. And with that in mind, in order to clear my lungs and head, I decided to come to the cabin up in Calusa, the the Allen family cabin. Uh, by that, you could also hear those old roosters, huh? Uh, off in the distance, making themselves known. So um, up here, clearing out the lungs, doing some hiking, checking on the place, seeing it. Uh, actually, it looks pretty nice, and and thinking about where I need to travel next. And the thing is, I used to take these great sojourns over to Europe by myself and just get lost. And I can't uh, do that 
really anymore. And I mean, I got lost. I get lost. And then you meet people and, you know, and, um, have just crazy adventures and live like a homeless man for a while and kind of, you know, read, get, get crazy, get a little bit crazy. See who you run into when you're crazy. I can't recommend this enough. Get out of your job as a caregiver and start learning what else you could be. I keep thinking about this. People must have really loved working in this field. Now, I love it for different reasons. I love it for for taking care of people. I love it because the job's meaningful. And I love it because I'm good at it. I Frankly, I'm good at this job. Like, it's like, oh, shit, why am I done this my whole life? Did I get you, bud? Come here. What's a doodle? A bru- a brush. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. He's up. He's up. He's up. He's dancing and he's dancing. Dancing. Some dancing. Dance, dance. So, um, so I, I like it because I can do that stuff. But the issue is, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm getting, I'm getting back to Europe. I'm going to Malta. You know what I mean? I want to go to Bora Bora. I want to travel. I want to go find other things to do. And people get so lost in the idea that, like, you're a firefighter. But then you're, they, they retire. And they, don't, and they don't want to retire. They stay for 35 years. It's, you're literally losing money. And, buddy, you okay? And, like, they're, they're afraid to leave the job, in, you know, just in case. What? You don't know what to do next? That's that sounds terrifying to me. Get the hell out. Now, people like will move and become chiefs of different departments. It's like you already retired. Now you want to go back and be a chief. What are you doing? I guess you really love it and you don't have anything else to do. Okay. God bless you on your way. That's not me. I need more adventure. And um and I see a lot of negativity online now these days on, you know, public media, social media, public media, um, based on like the bitter, the bitterness of paramedics, the bitterness in emergency medicine. And frankly, guys, girls, fucking get a grip on yourselves. If you don't like your job, honestly, honestly, do something you enjoy more. Get out of here. Fucking take a hike. But don't bring your shit my way. You know, and it's all this kind of, they don't like paramedic firefighters. Oh, you can't be good being a paramedic and a firefighter. Bullshit. I can do fucking better than you can. In both counts. The reason I did this is because I can do more. I am better and I can do more, right? Um, And it gives me more opportunity to be at the precipice of emergency care. I'm the one cutting them out of the car and I'm the one starting the IVs. You have to wait for me to bring the patient to you. And that's the way it is. If you want to be the real caregiver, join a fire department or get into a tactical paramedic job or work on a a pararescue, right? Get Get on a medevac, okay? Other than that, If you're bored and you're pissed off at your job, 
you're not in the right field. You need to go at a different position. You need to get a, a higher paying job someplace else. Uh, you need to you need to work up to something usually rather than work your way down. You know, rather than do less, you need to do more. You're bored, and if you're finding yourself being negative, take on more things. Or that's a moment for you to collect your thoughts. Maybe go on a trip and think about where you want to. You know, while you're there, where you want to go next in your career. And make a decision and go to some place where you're going to be over your head. You're going to be a, a little fish in a big pond for a while. You have a learning curve to deal with. But the potential maybe um, in, in terms of the quality of care that you're able to administer or the potential of, of uh, finance finances is, is going to be so much more. Oh, dude. That is going to be worth it to you. And you're not going to be walking around being pissed off and saying this job sucks. You're overworked and underpaid, which is the case. We get it. But if you really don't want that, go get a job where you get paid more money and you work less. Or you get paid more money for doing more jobs, like being a fireman, like being a firefighter. If we're in there, we're doing all that. Well, guess what? That's why we get the time off. That's why we have to live at the station. So we, call, we work two days in a row. And it can be grueling. You know what? But we get to have the house. We get to have, you know, the, the, the TV if we want. We get to have good food. Yeah. Because we pool our money together. And we buy quality things. So we decided to have a better lifestyle than just a couple of roaming maverick medics that live in a station that never gets vacuumed. The dishes always pile up in the sink. You're always eating fast food. And um, believe me, I worked as as an ambulance medic like that for a couple years. And I worked my way out of it because it was disgusting. It is... It's the bachelorhood of emergency medicine. And uh, it's gross. And after a while, of course, that grates on me. In addition to the amount of patient care you have to do. So, yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Um, In addition to that, you go, fine. I'm getting out of here. I'm doing a better job. I'm going to find someplace that values me so that I can value my time. And have a guy like this, have a little resource dude running around. You know, he's my sweet, sweet little bro bro. And um, you like that tree? He loves trees. He loves leaves and branches. And you got boogers in your nose. You got to get them out. Uh, and do the job that does more. Listen, it's, it's a new year. It's time for you to make some decisions. It's time for you to take a little trip. Doesn't have to be expensive. Doesn't have to be far away. Take a little trip to sit down, kind of analyze what the hell you're doing and make another decision. Have you decided for Christ? Hi. 
I'm podcasting. And that's an Alec Baldwin line that I massacred from Glengarry Glen Ross. Um, have you made your decision for Christ? Um, so, yeah, go out and figure that out. Decide on where you're going to be. Decide on This is it. This is it. Like, I, I was just thinking about this earlier today, as a matter of fact. So many people do jobs that piss them off. And I understand maybe you can't do your dream job like mm, being a rock star or mm, president of the United States or whatever it is, right? You can't, you, 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 you don't, you haven't, you haven't gotten yourself there yet and you may not. And that's sad. I'm sorry that your, your, your dream thing didn't work out. But that being said, you don't also have to pick a job that is, is grueling and you absolutely hate like, I, I, if I couldn't be a firefighter or a paramedic, I, I wouldn't become a house cleaner because guess what I hate is cleaning a house and organizing a house. And so why would I choose that job? But it's almost like people go, well, I couldn't do what I want to do, so I'm going to pick the worst job, the job that gives me the most stress, the most anxiety, the most negativity. And, uh, and I'm going to do that for 30 years. And I know a couple people in the fire department who are like that. Hang on a second. Let me... Let me let me get this kid squared away. He's he's having a grueling time right now. Bud, bud, hang tight. Okay, I've calmed him down uh, by playing horsey, but now uh, he could he could backslide at any time. Be be well aware of that. So we are talking about just doing a grueling job for no reason whatsoever, other than well, I don't know. Why would you do that? Why would you pick a job that? Maybe that, that you're not good at, okay, that um, you don't enjoy, and, uh, and do it for 30-plus years. And believe me, I've met some pay- people, I've met some captains and chiefs that, when it gets down to it, they hate their job. They did not want to be firefighters, and... They do not get along with crews. They do not get along with other people. And you go, well, so why did you do this? Why, why above anything else did you choose this? Um, what would it be? Is it they just, they have a, they, they, they're, they're, they're masochists? Which one is it, sadist or masochist? Which one is the one you hurt yourself? Sad, masochist, I think. You, do, you just don't like yourself? I mean, you, you, you know, and believe me, there are plenty of those people. But it's got to be that or they got a chip on their shoulder or maybe it's everything. You know, there's got to be a million reasons. But I just thought about this, this, uh, this chief that, uh, that left our department and then went to another <laughs> and, um, and became a chief. And I, and I think you didn't like anybody here and then you went there and you don't like anybody there and nobody likes you because you're cruel to people you are moody you wear a chip on your shoulder and um you're not good at the job like let's be honest you're not good at this so why did you choose it in the first place why did you do it I, that that's what blows me away. It's like why did 
Tell me the machinations of your mind when you saw a job flyer for being a firefighter. What what made you go? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't like fire fire fighting fire. Blah. I don't like fighting fires per se. I'm not a people person, so that rules me out on patient medical care. I just think maybe, I don't know, give this a shot. Is that what you thought? Oh, I hate everything about this job. Sounds like it's for me. And when I retire, I'm going to move on to another job. You know what it is, mostly? So here's here's the bad part. Here's the, the negative thing about what I said. You know, if you like this job, if you don't like where you're at, you know, and you think you're worth more, go to the apartment. Get picked up at a place that's more prestigious and pays you better. Seriously. Um, my benefits are better than being a paramedic. I, I honestly couldn't imagine spending 30 years as an ALS ambulance medic. And God bless you, madam and sir, who can pull that off? Because I couldn't, I couldn't even do it. Smoke, get back here. Come on, bud. Come on, buddy. We'll go running. Um, this is really freeing. I swear to God, it is so nice to get out. So, but the bad part of that is this. Um, I think that's a large, a large part of why people chose that job in the first place. They go, well, the money's great. and The perks are great. So maybe I'll do that. If I can handle dealing with people and occasionally going into fires, um, I can get paid this much. It's like the, the, like the. When, I, when people find out I'm a firefighter and they go, oh, man, I really want to do that. I, I've been tr- I, I took a couple classes. I want to do that. And you go, why? They go, oh, the, the day's off. It's great. You go, make sure you say that during the job interview. Make sure that you tell them the reason why you want to do this job is the parts of your life when you're not doing this job, when you're at home and on vacation. Um, they love, people, the, the uh, interview board loves hearing that. So, but I wonder about that. Like, why did you do this job? Like, in, in the long run, here's the thing. I love, I love patient care. And yeah, I get tired. Of, I mean, there's, there's, you hit walls. You hit walls through your career. And when you hit the wall, it says like, I, this is the same call that I've been on literally um, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Yeah. And, uh. And you go, all right, well, do I really want to keep doing this same PCR? Do I still want to fill this out? Do I want to do this job over and over again? And eventually you go, no, I'm going to be an engineer. Hey, yeah, I said, I said, I said to him, hey, man, I said, what? I said, what? <laughs> I said, huh? Okay. Um... This is, this is organized chaos, which I love. It's another reason why I love the job. Um, I said to myself, no, um, I'm, it's time to do a job as an engineer or a captain. And, and uh, move on. Yes, I'm still affiliated with the calls. I'm still doing public service. But I'm not writing all the paperwork like I had to as a medic, which is, is what I'm still doing. But that's the thinking, you know. You can modify your anger rather than put it out on social media. You can pick up a different job. If you don't like the fact that nobody knows what a febrile seizure are 
and you've been going on dozens a year, maybe it's time to teach a public service class on febrile seizures to the public at large. You know, if you see a problem, he's going to start crying, I can tell. Fix it, you know. Shift your approach to things ever so slightly, and you won't be pissed off anymore. And and that's really the key to this, right? Get out. Go 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 for a little trip. What do you say right now? Get in your car and go, you know what? I'm going to take a little loop around the neighborhood. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get to the edge of town, and I'm going to turn right this time. And I'm going to drive out and see where that takes me. And when you get out there, you'd be surprised. It's weird when the location changes even. Your mentality, your personality changes. Whoa. This guy, he's lucky. He's, he's, but okay, okay, okay. Everything changes. You'd be surprised what you realize about yourself. Hey, buddy. One second. He's down. He's down. And I don't have much time, but I just wanted to say... Get out there. And hey, what the, what the hell do I know? Listen to me. I'm just as full of shit as anybody else. But I'm just telling you, if you like this and you're interested in, in this and, you know, moving into this profession, like, don't take it too seriously. Don't get too wrapped up in it because, boy, it'll suck you in, right? You'll go on some terrible calls that will fuck your mind up. And you don't need that in your system all the time. You know, they when you first start out, people think, oh, I got to see all the gruesome stuff. I got to... I gotta, um, what do you call that? You the the um, what do you call it when you you um, you take it in and then it just becomes not as important into your head. Uh, God, it's perfect. This is why I need a vacation. Um, when 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 anyway, you you don't need to do that to yourself. When you don't need to see it all at the same time, you gotta just uh, realize that you only have one mind for your whole life. Fix it. Make that sh- make that thing crystal, baby. Keep it a diamond, you know? And yeah, you got to take in some things. You got to take in some coal and temper it. You know, it's got it. That's how you make a diamond. But like, you don't need to be inundated with coal and manure your whole life. You really can't. That'll break a mind. That'll break a person. And if you don't do it right, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, that will, in the end, screw you up. So... Take the time, you know, to get out, do a little trip, think about what you're worth and get yourself squared away so that uh, you're getting treated right. You're not a bitter, jaded a-hole walking around and uh, just dropping negativity on you. Good luck. Good luck getting a job and working as an EMT, underpaid, and you're going to, yeah, barely, yeah, good luck trying to even rent an apartment. Hey, 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 bro, bro. Pick another job or shut your lip. You know, quit typing. Nobody needs to hear that. Yeah, we get it. It's tough. It's tough. Get another job or shut up. Seriously, shut up. Dude, you're not helping anything. You know, if you don't have something insightful or something that is a solving solution, right, of someone's problem... Don't make a problem. Don't be the problem. Um, you know, be the solution. Be the one that goes, hey, you know what worked for me? I found this little secret. <laughs> and, and, you know, I want to put up on the, on the website, I'm going to start doing paramedic and EMT 
tips and shortcuts, little things, little tricks of the trade that I've learned along the way to make the job easier, cleaner, more efficient. Um, one of those little like, huh, huh, that's cool. You know, take it or leave it. Um, but you'll enjoy it for, for better or for worse. You know, it's funny that you get all these little idiosyncrasies when you do the job and you love the job and you're there to solve problems. You start finding all these little idiosyncrasies, these little fun things that you do, you personally, this is how I like it. And, uh, you can, what my captain would say, you can take all none or some of it. Uh, but I think it would be interesting to see little, little, little tricks of the trade from the guy who's made, you know? So um, that's why we, we bring you this podcast today. Short one, a little uh, halfy, a little half HR in it, just to have fun. Now, listen, I, 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 um, I'm, I love you all. I, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I hope you're getting out there and uh, enjoying your job, more importantly. If you're not, it's time to take a little road trip, see what's going on in your head, you know? Uh, changes in atti- uh, latitude, changes in attitude, right? Jimmy Buffett. He didn't say a lot of great things, but um, when he did say some interesting things, we got to give him, got to give him credos for that. He don't know where the volcano blow. You know, where, where are you going to go when the volcano blow? That's it. I screwed that one up. <clears throat> um, it still pisses me off that I can't think of what that was. But listen, um, I can't think of that word when you become. Come on, people. Come on. Speak to me in the future. Send me the the word when you become demystified. What is it? Damn it. Um, I'll think of it as soon as I finish the podcast. But listen, get just... If you love this job, man, make sure your head's in the right place to do it right. You know? That's that's really what this comes down to. Just make sure that you're you're... You're in a good mindset because when you're in a good mindset, when we run good calls, um, it's because we're in a good mindset. We're in a we're in a we're in a groove, and when you feel that groove, you're right in there. Life is easier, and um, it takes a lot to get to that groove, but you know, a little self help never hurt anyone. So, with that in mind. I bid you adieu, Marcials and Mademoiselles, um, from uh, Sunstorm Studios in beautiful Stony Ford, California. It's Kenneth Allen signing off, saying, if you got it, use it, get out, don't abuse it. But uh, if you don't, you might lose it. Talk to you later. And everybody say the word with me now, desensitized. That's right. That's right. I thought of it on my own, just for the record. I did not Google it. All right. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program.